You're listening to the highlights from the Creative Process interview with Peter Bull. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. Dance is for everyone. That's the mission. We see people that might not be able to encounter dance in so many ways because it's not something that their school offers. It's not something... I had a family that subscribed to the New York City Ballet. Most families don't do that. Um, So for us to be able to offer that level of exposure... And I think traditionally, ballet has felt like it, it can be an elitist art form. Mm-hmm. Only certain people are invited. You have to have a certain type of foot. You have to have a long neck. You may, you may have mm-hmm. to have finances to be able to study ballet. Mm-hmm. We would like to eliminate that and make mm-hmm. sure that it's available for everybody to sort of dip their toe in mm-hmm. and get a sense of it and have a, a, an experience with dance. I think we don't do it lightly. For many of these students in the community, we will continue to go back to their school up to 12 times. We'll Mm -hmm. ask them to create the dance for them and their peers. We'll see it all the way through to where they go onto a stage and they perform that work that they've Mm -hmm. created over a 12-week period to show their aunts and uncles and friends and everybody else that they have. And then it's a real taste of what the art form is, um, Mm -hmm. how much dance can empower and liberate. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love is they'll take their academic curriculum and translate it into dance. So if they're studying about, the one I like to talk about is the biography of Sonia Sotomayor. Oh, wow. um, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and, and they translate that into dance. And how would you translate that? Because there are places where she met blockades in life and there are people that extended a hand and she was able to pass through. So uh-huh. they put into movement her life story um, and how she was able to find who she was. And kids can express that through dance. Oh, that's really beautiful. And it's really, I think, when you engage their imagination and also help with their, I think, long-term memory, I think it can be useful. I, almost, I can th- think of many academic disciplines and subjects that would benefit from that which yeah. people the students might find boring i'm not yeah. even talking about you know math or physics or whatever yeah. and i think this excites them and they get that muscle memory yeah. and i think it really helps with the long-term memory yeah. too yeah no i agree it's such a different way to learn mm-hmm. um, and it's so outside of the yeah. box for yeah. book learning and reciting and memorization yeah um, and many people just need to be physical in order mm-hmm. to remember says me using my arms <laughs> No, but it makes it fun, and that's the thing. Yeah. I people learn so much when their mind is open and when you engage. I think it's nice also you're empowering them right from the start to because obviously they then they can't dance like your dancers yeah. when they start off, but when they feel that their imaginations are engaged, it says well, that down the road if I practice. Yeah. And that's another thing that I like to discuss, and I really feel that dancers, dance companies do it so well, and we have forgotten in other art disciplines that could benefit from it. My own background is painting and mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. And there are great art schools and there are great writing schools, but they don't, this le- this period of apprenticeship right. where you work hard, you know, it's disciplined, you, no one's born a genius, you have to yeah. put in the time. And it's not, you know, it's kind of diminishing from other art forms, this feeling of yeah. the long road. Yeah. and, and I- It sounds a bit old-fashioned, but the role model is so essential to see how somebody else does it. I mean, that's how we raise children. is is not so much the lesson that you dictate, Mm -hmm. but the actions that they witness in different circumstances. And and children remember that. 
and hopefully agree with it, or if they disagree with it, they also find their course. But um, no, I think that's the crux of it. And it's the proximity we want to introduce people to dance. I think the best apprenticeship part of our institution is our professional division program, where we have about 50 students that are ages 18 and 19. And they are students, but they're also working alongside the company, and they are essentially apprenticing with our company, and then they go off to many other companies. And I also hire from that group. Mm -hmm. I'd say two-thirds of the company has served as professional division students, and that's a two-year program, and they will understudy or they'll get on stage. But they just they have that ability to stand in the proximity and learn from being close. I think Jerome Robbins' strength was not so much in the words that he would communicate. Honestly, even though that he was in his 70s at the time, he was an amazing demonstrator. The legs weren't necessarily doing ballet, but the focus in the eyes was so clear that you understood what his intention was by standing beside him, by moving with him, by watching him as close as we could, by zeroing in on the height of the arms or the movement of the shoulder. These little things that he could still portray, it's tribal. It's standing next to somebody by the campfire and hearing the story and learning to recite the story just as they did. And, and this was this is something very beautiful. It's nothing that you could read in a book, nothing that you could learn from a video. It's something that you arrive at through proximity. And Ulysses Dove was, I think he also was an amazing dancer and his movement was so fresh and full of energy and information for a dancer working by his side. He was a much younger man when he created Red Angels than Robbins was when I worked with him. And a more temperamental, could be very excited, could be very frustrated, very in need of knowing that the people in the room respected him, and then he respected them, and then this collaboration went up. If he sensed any sort of disrespect, you couldn't get it back. He just would want that separation. There are choreographers who feed off of the tension in the room and actually seek it out. I think Mm -hmm. they feel that once they get to that point of intense emotion, they're getting closer to their creative process. And I think Jerome Robbins did that. I think Ulysses Dove did it almost by accident. I think he couldn't help it. It wasn't deliberate. But Robbins did want to push people to the limit Mm -hmm. and see if they were frustrated and angry, what more could he get from them if he brought them to an emotional... Um, level, what, what more could they bring to the ballet? Twyla definitely did that. She would mm-hmm. push people to a point. Even Ulysses and Twyla would ask people to do it again and again and again. And there was mm-hmm. a point of exhaustion mm-hmm. where dancers would need to go to the essence of the work because yeah. they couldn't put 100%. And then you'd get really refined musicality and very clever physical choices. Everyone's different. Crystal, always calm always nurturing and somehow everybody is riveted by her in the room she commands attention without ever raising her voice louder than what I'm doing now Mm -hmm. I think her dedication to the craft is so evident that everybody wants to get behind her and join her at her very high level of creativity in a weird way dancers want to serve her vision and help her to realize it I've never seen dancers be more devoted to a choreographer in the studio. And when the rehearsal's done, they don't want to leave. They want to hear more, (laughs) and they want to keep working with her. And Jessica Lange had done her mental preparation outside of the studio and brought it into the studio and was willing to make adjustments, but it's just a different process. 
Rather than finding it on the body in the room, she would have worked with the dancer beforehand or come up with a more detailed concept beforehand that she would then ask you to execute in the studio. But also very calm and encouraging. I think a younger generation of choreographers is much more empowering to dancers and less demanding or even oppressive towards dancers. I was wondering if you could speak about the importance of live performance and arts in the mm -hmm. digital age. I have mixed feelings about this. I think it's going to be a wave that we will ride. I don't think you can really do anything else. I do feel very attached to what happens. I, I think it happened last night where the lights go down and brilliant art happens and nobody is experiencing it through technology and it's shared and I think there's something uplifting about that. I think sometimes that experience of knowing that you had a personal moment that was uplifting or inspiring and so many other people around you had it and you feel that when everybody's privately experiencing it and then they erupt into applause and they want to communicate as loudly as they can with the people on stage that gave that, them that experience. But it's kind of like a whole group coming together to worship and the worship becomes more powerful. Technology can be much more creating of a silo and more isolating. And I worry about that with dance, the day mm -hmm. that we can film dance very successfully and people can watch emergence in their living room. I think something's lost. I mm -hmm. think something is gained by experiencing it as a community. And that's something I just worry in general about our society, moving away from those shared community moments that are so empowering and uplifting. So we will welcome technology. Certainly projections are coming into ballet. I saw Christopher Wielden do a brilliant ballet about cell phones. Mm -hmm. So technology will surround. It makes our theater operate more efficiently. There are ways that we can have images of sets transported from Paris to Seattle in you know, oh, the second. Yeah. But I do really value that part that is shared and less technology-based. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe.